Oh man. Please let this be a real thing. Clapping. Deep, fri deep fried oh. bubblegum. <laughs> deep fried bubblegum? Yeah. No. That doesn't Why? Uh cuz New Jersey. Science has gone too far. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. What is the What is our limit here? Deep limit fried bubblegum. Limit on deep fried bubblegum. I mean like how? Like after chewing? Like do you chew it then you well, Yeah, then you spit you it into the fryer. Yeah. <laughs> and if you survive the the grease splashback, <laughs> you can get it back out. I mean, do they have a what what would the fuck was the thing I call I got called pork dippers pig dippers pig dippers yeah i think yeah were you that supposed was... to dip that right into boiling grease no it uh, was like a a piece of thick cut bacon dipped in like batter deep fried and like drizzled with maple syrup or something uh powdered sugar yeah because I thought it was like you, a maple making um, pig dipper or something. You actually ate one of those? Yeah. Did no lived? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so far. There's still time. <laughs> it works slowly. Oh, my God. The, the, fi the fried bubble gum is $2. Fair Pay me $2 for gum. this mistake. <laughs> I mean, are you saying that like it's a lot or little? It's a that's a lot of money. Well, I mean, they did fry it, so oh, there's homemade recipes for it. If you want to make mistakes at home, yeah, it's just why am like I looking accident. this? Up? Hey, I do that without instructions from the internet. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like some dumb thing somebody did. Like, I'm gonna make a million dollars off of this. <laughs> Deep fried bubble gum. ready to do this thing yep yeah. all right hello everyone welcome to bottle fuchsia cast number 39 you can find all our content at bottle streams at twitch.tv slash bottle fuchsia and mixer.com slash bottle fuchsia videos and archive streams at youtube.com slash bottle fuchsia facebook and twitter at bottle fuchsia and joining me tonight i have nanners hey aaron hi and Kay. Hi. And I'm Brady. Woo. Let's talk about some video games. All right. Deep fried video games. <sighs> I was about to better say the than same bubble gum. <laughs> 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 it's nothing to deep fry anymore when you get a video game. If you get a box copy, you just get like a download code and you can deep fry that, I guess. <laughs> Delicious. Oh. oh, I just Googled deep fry video games. Yeah. And. They're probably competitor. Uh, there's an <laughs> iOS game called Deep Fry Maker Street Foods. I assume oh. it's like one of those shovelware like. Oh yeah. It's most things on the mobile store. So Aaron, uh, you seem to have a lot of shame-related items here. <laughs> I do actually. Right. <laughs> Let's go for it. All right. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start real quick with uh, one of our our favorites. Uh, the Nintendo Badge Arcade, which I remember telling you guys about, and you were oh, all so God. excited for it, so pumped for it. <laughs> you loved the idea. And yeah. you're, you're playing it, like, as yeah. a joke, or no, uh, to I get things? No, I have seriously been playing it for the past, what was it, like a year, year and a half oh, it's wow. been out? When I, I brought it up on whatever podcast when it came out. Um, no, all it is is, you know, you, you play badge catchers or, like, little uh, arcade claw machine games to get little pins out of a they're all completely digital you don't get anything real and you can pay real money to get more turns at it and that was the whole deal it was like a you know free to free to start is what nintendo calls that uh anyway it, it comes up today because apparently last week was the last week they're going to make any new badges for it so oh no 
from here going forward, I think it's just on autopilot. Everything they made for it's just going to cycle through. Uh, they're probably not going to give the uh, cute little arcade bunny that runs the thing any new dialogue or anything. It's just going to kind of be a, a weird, creepy shell of its former self. Was so, that good because you can actually complete your badge collection? Well, you can. Um, but, I mean, it, it's kind of sad. Uh, if yeah. if you liked the title, and I did, uh, it was a good way to kill like 15 minutes before I fell asleep in bed. And uh, yeah, he, he, it's that's it. It's done. They they made something like uh, 8,600 badges over the wow. the course of the year, and uh, that's it. So uh, I, that uh, that happened, I think, the night before uh, Corey moved to uh, Charleston. So uh, I was definitely really just sad about the arcade. <laughs> the badge arcade game and not Corey leaving. <laughs> See, man, you're really sad about me moving. I'm sorry. That's the, the badges. Could do. Yeah, it's the badges. Anyway, so I'm just mentioning that. The other thing that I've been sinking way too much time into is Destiny. And I'm working on that Age of Triumph book, trying to unlock the discount code for the shirt. Because and what do you need for that again? Uh, all kinds of incredibly lame crap. Um, the, the book is full of... Uh, achievements basically mini achievements uh, in-game built-in uh, milestones and whatnot uh it's all kinds of stuff like completing um uh like crystal subclass quests for the different character types um getting so many grenade kills um with different characters uh there's a lot more uh involved stuff um there's some trials of osiris specific things there's uh strike related things there are raid related things that i've never well I've done, like, one raid, but I've never completed a raid. So uh, getting people together for that is nearly impossible, at least for me. So I don't think I'm going to get any of that stuff. Uh, but you've got to do a whole lot of stuff in this book to qualify for the discount code. and It has seven ranks in it. Um, I have hit 93% in the book. You have to get 100%. Uh, there are more things in the book than percents, so hitting 100% isn't every, you know... Uh, goal in the book so i'm getting close and i've just been pouring way too much time to this like all of my free time whenever i'm not at work i'm just kind of grinding away on stuff in this game and it's ridiculous and if i don't get the shirt i i i don't know <laughs> did you get the shirt for completing that or you get a code to buy the shirt you get a code to get a discount on the shirt the shirt i believe uh, right now in their store is uh is it seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars is what it's listed for and when you reach rank seven in that book you're given a discount code you punch it in the store and that brings it down to thirty dollars so then you <laughs> you're you're playing to get the opportunity to buy a yeah. shirt for thirty dollars well and I've decided that I want to do that. <laughs> and here I am. That's the bulk of what I've been doing. Uh, do you want me to talk about my third? I yeah, what's, what's this hack tag business? Hack, hack tag is a game that's in early access. Uh, we saw it first at PAX East a couple months ago. It's being developed by a French studio, I believe. And uh, I think the main people behind the concept were a husband and wife team. They're working with some other people. Uh, their whole thing was they wanted more games to be able to play co-op together, and so they came up with this idea, which is, it's a neat idea. The game is very challenging. Uh, you basically have a split screen. One of you is a field agent, so you're a person physically running through a building. The other person is a hacker, so your view of the same building is all uh, based on data lines running between different points on the map. And it's like stuff like computer stations, phones, coffee machines. It's all stuff that's like kind of connected into the network. I guess they have an Internet of Things at all of these locations. And basically you're running through trying to steal data and uh, not get caught. They have guards everywhere. They have security cameras, all kinds of stuff. Um, you have to dodge all this stuff, hide from all this stuff. The field agent... Uh, has to physically access uh, firewalls and routers to unlock them so that the hacker can travel further through the building. Uh, the hacker has to unlock doors so that the field agent can physically travel further through the building. And uh, you work together uh, to basically make sure that both of you can progress through the level, and if one of you gets caught, you'll get thrown in a nearby like holding room. It would be like a closet. Or for the uh, hacker, it'll be a uh, like a server, like in the, the closet, whatever. Uh, the other person has to go bail that person out if they got caught. So uh, 
you have to work together you have to uh, steal all the data it's very very challenging all of the uh, guards walking around have like this big cone of vision that you have to duck out of um, there are uh, antivirus programs and uh, I guess security programs that are traveling through the data line so if you're the hacker you have to make sure you're not running into any of those or you'll get caught um, it's it's a neat idea it's fun um, it has an experience-based like uh, um, progression system for power, so you can get uh, abilities that let you hack things faster. Or uh, um, I think there's stuff that you can uh, like pop a smoke cloud when you get caught to to kind of escape from a guard or something like that. If I remember correctly, I might be thinking about a different game. Uh, anyway, uh, it's cool, but very very difficult. Uh, Kitty and I played it a couple of times. Um, and I think it was like our fifth or sixth try to get through the just the very first like tutorial level. We finally did it. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm actually going to probably do a little uh, preview write-up. And uh, we've got some recorded gameplay footage that's going to go over on the Outer Haven. Nice. So I'll have that in the near future. But it's neat. It's in early access now. I don't think they have a release date set yet. But uh, we'll keep an eye on it see how it keeps progressing they're they're still adding to it they're taking player feedback and fixing things and so forth it's cool there was actually a prototype of a game that i saw that was in vr that was kind of similar to this oh, yeah? where the thief was the person in vr and then someone on a pc provided um, assistance via hacking things it was not as well presented as this one is though mm-hmm it's still a, it, it's a cool concept. That almost sounds like it's a little more like uh, keep talking and nobody explodes, sort of. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, but that's neat. Do you have that? Do you actually? I don't. I don't okay. recall where I saw that. I want to say it was over on Itch. Uh, um, so I think it was just like a little prototype thing. I don't think it was like a full game. Okay. If you had that, I'd be up for trying it out. Yeah, I will have to see if I can track that one down. Cool. Okay, uh, how's the Persona in going? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that good? <laughs> Game of the year. No. Grunt, grunt of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm at 105 hours right now. Essentially done with the game. Um, I have maybe two or three more hours to go. Um. Yeah. So you're just trying to rush to the end. Yeah. At this point. Oh God. Yeah. Are so you just burned I, out on it now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it'll be interesting come game of the year when you know reflection happens because right now I just I had some good times with that game and there's a lot of, there there's some enjoyment I got out of that game mostly at the beginning and it could also be the way I played it. So I've been off work for the past two weeks. Um, and, uh, so I, I had a lot of time on my hands and I, I went through about 45 hours of that game or so, well, maybe 50 hours of that game, uh, in the last two weeks. So it was a lot of game and, uh, just overdid it. Yeah, maybe I think so. Uh, maybe that might be, you know, spacing it out would have been great. I, I mean, w when I played, like, I, I did, like, want to keep playing, and I guess it's just sort of also, like, I just wanted to keep playing to get done with it and uh, all of that. But uh, I, I did also beat Nier. So, um, there's that. It's yet another You enjoyed game. that ending? Yeah, yeah, um... Was it the real, like, final, final ending? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There, this, so the, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, but there are sort of multiple endings to the game, and when I got ending A, I have to imagine it wasn't originally in the game. Like, I got, like, a message that was purportedly, like, from Square Enix's publishing team or something that was like, there is more to the game. Please enjoy. Because that was uh, after about, like, maybe six to eight hours of the game or something. And I have to imagine that like, they got a lot of complaints of like, 
fuck you. This is I paid this money for this game, and it was eight hours because they didn't realize that like there's another twenty hours of of game if you restart. Did it launch without that in there? Was the PR message added I, later? I just I I I have to imagine so because otherwise it, it was a real weird message. Otherwise. Well, maybe it's just kind of like meta, like they were. <laughs> yeah, or, or maybe they were just an anticipating it, or I don't know. But it it was because it was, it's kind of out of place. It just sort of seemed like something that they would have added in later. I mean, maybe it mm. launched with it, and you know, well, whatever. But yeah, so I reached like the actual, the actual actual ending of it. Is the actual ending where the PR team sends you a message that says, "Okay, no, that was actually the end. You don't have to play anymore now." <laughs> Yeah. Well, there there are also twenty six endings. Wow, but there is a like a good ending, like the true ending. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's five endings. Um, and then there's so twenty one joke endings. Like well, one of the things you can do <laughs> is you can you can remove your OS chip. Uh, and if there's certain choices you make in the game that are are like kind of like obviously the wrong choice, um, it uh, it like shuts down. It was like, hey, you found an ending. Hope you restart. Which um, actually, if I going back to Persona, I had that in Persona. Uh, at one point in Persona, you get to make a choice, um, basically to r- whether or not to rat out your friends. And if you rat them out, it ends the game. About yeah. thirty hours earlier than. Well, see, you were done. It's your fault that yeah, you exactly. Back and like, out. Like, I, I had that thought. I was like, I was done. I had it out. Why? Snitches get game over. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting because you were you were all about that game. You and John were all about that that game at first. Is it? I mean, you think it's that you burned out on it, or just does it just do? Like none of our none of variety and like gameplay, it's just too much story on top of it. I, like I don't I don't know I don't know what it is. Um, it, the beginning of that game was real good and kooky and just. I mean, I and I, I like I, I still do get got enjoyment out of it throughout, and and John and I still like sent each other messages back and forth constantly and screen. Uh, all the screenshots that I had to take and all I, all the ones that he had to take like had to be of my phone taking getting out my phone taking a picture of my TV because they don't let you screenshot it every you know the whole oh, game I forgot is about that yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's it's it was a real weird game but um, yeah I think I had a lot more fun at the beginning. Maybe know. that's why they had the limit on what you could show. It's like you're gonna burn out at some <laughs> right, point. Yeah. Don't show people that. <laughs> Uh, of the two games that I beat in the last two weeks, Near was the superior game. I that I can't. I really can't wait for other people to play. But I I I need a game to play when I come back. Uh, I'll have pray. three weeks from now. Hmm. Yeah, pray. Yes, I'll have almost four weeks. Yeah. So Nanners have been playing a lot of Prey. How's that going? Going good. How far uh, are you into that? I, I should note this is Prey, twenty seventeen. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, <laughs> not not original Prey. No. Um. Yeah, I'm thirty three hours into Prey. I think Brady might be further than me though. I don't know how many hours I'm in, but uh, I have been playing that a lot. Um, I've been trying to focus on side quests now because. The yeah. main storyline basically told me shit's going to get harder. Like, stuff's going to be coming after me more as soon as I do a thing, and I'm going to avoid doing that thing for a little while. Yeah, that was nice the, of it to warn you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I didn't do that. I did a whole bunch of story stuff, and then I went and did side stuff, so... Um, there's a thing called the nightmare. Yep. And, um, I've had to deal with him a few times. Uh, he's not real fun. But 
show up and make you take a test in high school in your underwear? <laughs> there is a test involved. Um, oh, okay. It's, it's how fast can you run the test. Uh, so there's been lots and lots of that. Yeah, uh, I think it's like timer-based. Then also if you upgrade a certain number of skills, it might trigger it. But you just get a quest that says the nightmare is now hunting you. And you have to like evade it for what three minutes, yep, or kill it. Yeah. So actually, lately I've just been killing it. Yeah, you um, get enough stuff later to deal with them, but at first it's very scary, and you just hide in a corner for three minutes. <laughs> yep. Uh, I kept encountering him in the one area too, so I figured going to other areas I was safe. There does seem to be certain areas where he will not spawn, as far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, I don't think he can show up in like the crew quarters because I think some of those hallways are too small for him. Yeah, that makes sense. And going back to the Neuromod division, he wasn't able to get there, I don't think. But he sure does love the lobby. <laughs> they all do. Every time I go back there, it's you know just inhabited with lots of dudes. Yeah. I actually just cleared that out the last time I played. Um. And that was one of those like heart pounding moments because there was a weaver, the nightmare spawned at some point, um, and then there was a telepath there. So I had to kill all three of them in quick succession while those little explodey guys were coming after me. So oh yeah, that was fun. I'm interested to see how all the decisions you make play out in the end. Like it seems like it's giving you these choices and you can kind of decide the person you want to be and but it doesn't have like a scale like, oh, you're a good guy or a bad guy and some of the choices are a little grayer. Yeah, we had talked about one that I don't want to spoil, but you picked one choice and I walked up to that panel and pretty much just hammered on the other choice when I saw what was happening. So you monster. Yeah, well, I mean Or or you're the good guy, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't know. Um and I think we've also both gotten the fake bad ending that you can get earlier in the game. Yeah, you eventually just get a quest to like leave. I was like, "All right, save game and I'm going to do this cuz I want to see what happens." And I yeah. feel like it's an interesting plot point. Everybody yeah. should try that. I, I I don't know what any of it means either. Yeah. Um, I'm super impressed with this game, though. After you talked about it on the last podcast, I'd actually bought it during the podcast. I remember that. <laughs> uh, and I do not regret that decision. It's really, really good. Yeah, I really liked it. And then I think the more I play it, the more I like it. Like it just yeah. keeps getting better. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten the D&D quest? Yes, I did finally find that. Okay. I have most of that done from getting the information, but I still have to figure out what it actually means. Yeah, I have to um, decipher a bunch of them yet. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I found the last piece of the map down in uh, cold storage or deep storage. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I don't want to say too much about that game and risk ruining it because there are some really good surprises in it. Um, I think there was at least one or two like, oh shit moments that I had. So I think everyone should probably play that this year. So I think come November or December, we will be talking about it a lot again. Yeah, I think it's going to be hard to top that as my game of the year. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, there there's still some stuff coming out. Um this really scratched like the system shock slash bioshock itch for me though. Yeah. Um the, the yeah. This does a lot of that stuff, not only because of the location, but how it tells its story. Uh I think a lot of it's gonna depend on how this ending goes and like what it all means. Yeah. Although at this point, I think even if it's as simple as it seems it might be, I wouldn't be disappointed. But given the fake ending and some of the stuff revealed there, I could see this going a lot deeper. So time will tell. 
So I do want to ask about something about that. I don't know really anything about the game uh, except the mimic powers. Do you guys yes. use those a lot? Is that a very common thing? No. No? Is it kind of like a oh, just... A way to get into certain areas, I would say. Okay. I don't yeah. use them to like evade enemies or anything. I tried. I tried with the nightmare specifically, thinking like... <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna be a chair, and like he won't notice me, and no, he totally notices you. So, <laughs> so to explain what that is, um, apparently you can just kind of dive into inanimate inanimate objects, I guess. So you actually create like a copy of them. So like, let's say there's a mug on the floor, That's you can look at them the mug and then like mimic that and turn it into a copy of it, and then you can like move around a little bit and sort of hop. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's useful for getting through like doors that are broken or windows where they're like smashed in and there's only a little hole exposed. So I usually keep a few tomatoes on me so I can toss one down and turn it into a tomato. Oh, it's just turned into a D&D campaign. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Nice. Um, wow. You can't turn into other creatures or anything? You can actually mimic mimics. Apparently, and I only know that because there's an achievement for doing that. Oh, wow. mm. oh I guess if they're an object. You yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But so, I, I don't think... Maybe you can become the monsters, too. I don't know. Or aliens or whatever they are. Mm. Uh, I ask about it because all I've seen of it was kind of a really short um, trailer that was playing up on the screen at PAX. So it was months ago. But in that... It was just uh, like a montage of clips of just like uh, gunfight, then suddenly the guy's uh, an end table flipping around, and then like gunfight, then like he's a teapot. <laughs> and the way it presented the game to me, I thought like that you're constantly doing this. Like you're you're like running through things, shooting at things, becoming a, a cup, and f- flinging yourself across the room. And then it, so it seemed really weird. This yes. sounds like it's a lot better than that. that, that it seemed kind of like cheesy to me. So this sounds more better <laughs> yeah sadly it is not that 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 sounds kind of weird and fun i mean you make a good vr game you I think. <laughs> could do that i guess but i think i've used that power two three times ever and okay. that was to get through like small doors that were jammed okay yeah. so it more is of cool. a puzzle solving thing usually okay. there's a lot of different ways you can like access an area or something like that so there might be a small area where if you have a book or some small object you can you know assume that object size and slide in or if you have like the strong guy perk leveled up high enough you could just lift an object out of the way or mm-hmm. hack your way in um there's also a glue cannon so yeah. you just shoot like globs of glue stuff and you can use it to climb things you can basically like shoot a glob jump on top of it shoot another one jump on top of it so you can scale like huh. walls yep um so it provides a lot of different ways to access areas yeah, yeah. Yeah, and between that, you kind of get, like, not a double jump, but you kind of get, like, an extended glide jump later. And that, combined with the glue gun, gets you a lot of opportunities to do really dumb shit. Um, I actually got to the escape pod that is in the game, not by ever activating the lifts that I think you're supposed to use to get to it. You can kind of, like game the terrain and just like go through that whole area without ever fixing it so i've just done that so this is also the game that recently somebody beat this in like under 20 or 10 minutes or something wasn't it oh it was something really short but yeah it was like a lot of exploits like stack all this furniture in a corner and then jump into the top corner and clip through the entire game and land somewhere else like Oh, so it wasn't like a legit crazy use Yeah, it was like chaining together stuff. many exploits. Gotcha, okay. It was still impressive, but mm-hmm. like I don't know if they would patch that stuff out or just let it go. Yeah. Uh, so Nanners, what is this maze game? So this game actually played a little while ago, but I wanted to wait till uh, Kay and Aaron were both here because they have played a lot of adventure games. Uh, Kay, I know, loves Siberia 1 and 2 and pretends 3 doesn't exist. Eh, for right now. Yeah. Uh, and then Aaron, of course, plays a lot. Brady, do you play any adventure games? Not much. It's not really my jam. Although I, I kind of just started Life is Strange, but go on. Um, 
So there's this game where the main protagonist and antagonist other than your character are sentient corn. And uh, okay, this is the sentient corn game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that one. Not the sentient porn game, the sentient corn game. Um, so it is a very strange adventure game where you kind of wind up at like a government research facility that seems like it's been shut down and it's under a farm and through audio logs, everyone's favorite tool I know, and through like (laughs) a lot of like passive aggressive post-it notes left everywhere. Actually, I'm trying to think, is there any real audio logs? Maybe it's just all post-it notes and it seems like audio logs in my head to remembering there's a lot of post-it notes um and it's a really great like back and forth between these two guys in this like odd couple situation where the one guy's like a slob and like has all these really strange stupid ideas and the other guy is like this neat freak um and is way smarter well somewhat smarter um but it's like these two scientists that invented sentient corn and you're in the research facility trying to help the queen corn escape and there is a evil albino corn that is hunting you the entire time the nightmare yeah (laughs) uh and then your character has to like help the corn out by solving all these puzzles and like getting parts of the facility back online it kind of seems like an scp um a secure contain protect uh like fiction thing right up that alley yeah but is it is it more humorous or yes. weird okay yeah i mean i mean there are some scps that are funny yeah, um, i read some recently they're actually pretty good uh pretty good and funny i should say not super scary that give us all nightmares like most of them do yeah uh so yeah so uh, you you are doing puzzles though, like you're not just walking around finding these post-it notes. It's it's actually yeah yeah like you have an inventory and you can carry a few items at a time. So it's the old like, oh, you found a hand from a corpse. You have well, you know you what? have to somehow get the hand out of the glove that it is in because you need that for something. Huh. Like or you know, this door is locked. Like, how will you ever get through? Do you find a key? No, you find, you know, an ax and like, you'll just chop through it. But you're still corn. <clears throat> is that right? You said you were corn. I am going to leave what the protagonist actually is open. Okay. Cause that is part of, that is a later reveal in the game. Okay. Okay. Who or what he is. Gotcha. Okay. Human Fair on enough. a cob. Yep. Uh, there's at one point where you, Take a teddy bear and like a Vic 20 and a robotic arm, and you combine it all together, and you make a robotic Soviet talking bear <laughs> that follows you around and like fixes stuff for you. Nice. He's very grumpy the whole time. Like, this is like in um, <clears throat> uh, Dead Rising when you when you make that bear. That like, y- yeah. I mean, this one actually talks. Oh. That one just fires machine guns. But yeah, it, it's it's a very interesting game. Um, if you see it on sale, I would highly recommend picking it up. I got it as part of a humble monthly bundle, I believe. Oh, and okay. I beat the whole game in uh, like three hours, four hours. Steam says three. So like not a very long game, but a fun game. Uh, I enjoyed Looking it quite a bit. Looking at screenshots, it, it looks pretty good. I mean, visually. It does. They put a lot of detail into it. I will say, I don't think it looked as good as some of the screenshots show. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, the the lighting and the textures look way better on some of these screenshots. Oh, it's still okay. It's still a good-looking game, but not necessarily this good. So, Cool. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been playing Prey a lot, obviously. We talked yeah. about that. So good. Yeah. Um, I got kind of back into player unknown battlegrounds. I sort of took a break, came back, realized how terrible I was at it again. I wanted to fix that, so I kept playing. I got my first squad chicken dinner. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead. That's yeah, it. Right. Install. Just yeah. Done. <laughs> it was intense. Uh, 
So it reminded me of like professional Counter Strike matches where you're the last person alive and everybody's watching you, oh. but like times ten, because also just the normal stress of of battlegrounds. Um, I think it was me and Brian left, and there were four other people, and then Brian oh, got geez. downed, and then so it was just like nuts. Like I ended up killing two guys immediately, like hiding by a tree for way too long because I was scared. Eventually, some guy shot me, but didn't kill me in one hit. He had like a bolt action rifle, Ooh. so he was going to reload the next round, and I was able to take him out. And then, uh, as I was like nervously looking around the tiny circle, uh, the last guy just died outside of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I didn't even see him, <laughs> but hey, it worked for me. Congrats! Thanks. So uh, they've been adding stuff to that. Oh yeah. Lots of stuff. I'm glad they're they're keeping up with updates, um, bug it's fixes, still, things like that. It's still early access, isn't it? Yeah. They're trying to do one big update a month, but I feel like June had like two significant uh, updates, like new guns, um, some new weather effects, like some new building stuff. Um, Any new frying pans? <laughs> no new frying pans. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they uh, uh, try to fix loot uh, tables and stuff like that and, uh, you know, optimize things. It does play a lot better, but I also did upgrade my graphics card in there. So I'm sure that helped quite a bit. Did they add the vaulting mechanic? I remember Not yet, at E3 sadly. they were talking about that. Yeah, yeah that teaser was uh, such a tease. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just not jump over anything right now? Like you just walk up to it and jump in place or something? Or Yeah, and even stuff you should be able to jump over, like you have to like crouch jump perfectly or else you won't get over it. No. So a lot of times you're just like running at a low wall or a tiny fence and then you have to go like all the way around the building. <laughs> That is the best way to die. Like, <laughs> I see this tiny gap in the fence. Like, I'll just vault it as shots ring out, and you get stuck. Oh. Uh, and then JRPG stuff. I finally finished Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, I think I had, like, 102 hours and 20-some minutes. Uh, and How I was started. It? it was fantastic. Um, I now want to finish Persona 4. So I can buy the second Trails game and start that. Yeah, that one you said you had like 105 hours into. Yeah. Um, I know it's a probably an unpopular opinion, but I think I like it better than Persona. I'm not I guess strictly by that, comparing but. it to 4 because I haven't really played any of the other ones. Um, Persona 4 has like that uh, hokey cute funniness to it and that's great like i do love that yeah like that's what i like about persona uh yeah. so if uh, I feel like another gameplay game wise all the other stuff better yeah i feel like the actual combat in trails is is really good um the outside combat stuff is really good too like the uh social link building type stuff and just the world and lore are much more interesting it's not silly, goofy, or any of that stuff? It has a little bit of that. Okay. But it's it's not anywhere near Persona. Like if, if that's why you like Persona, then, you know, maybe stick with that. And uh, you've already got the box for the next one? Yeah, exactly. I got the <laughs> fancy collector's edition, which comes with a slot to put the second game in. Nice. <laughs> it's good thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm back to Persona 4, and it kind of highlights all the issues i have i guess with the gameplay and stuff like that and not being able to skip stuff is a huge one i think Kay, you complained about that at some point yeah even just uh you do the same like twirl jump thing every skill use like it doesn't matter if it's a heal or an attack or whatever like you should be able to skip that like, why do I have to watch the character animation every single time? No, it's just little things I'm nitpicking now. Is that during, like, turn-based combat? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You do this, like, little flourish, and then you watch the skill happen. Even being able to, like, fast-forward, that would probably be better. Yeah. That seems like it's just a, a 
RPG, JRPG, like, staple. Yeah. But yeah, I find myself kind of rushing through it now. Um, I I found out who the actual criminal is, and I think I'm in the last dungeon, chasing after somebody you know well. Um, try not to give away too many spoilers, but yeah, I'm just trying to run through it now. what everybody's doing with their persona game yeah, apparently <laughs> i, I want to see how it ends like the story is interesting yeah. but the the combat and gameplay i'm just sort of over it at this point gotcha that makes us sound like we're all sad about our games in a way like aaron had the shame game mm-hmm. i just have a game it's just uh Man, i was mean just excited about his game yeah my <laughs> games are great <laughs> So I guess we had a bit of news. Ooh. And by that, I mean not a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we kind of had to stretch a little bit here. So Steam Greenlight shut down. What's the deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. A thing replaced it. So I guess like the old system was getting pretty abused is what it sounded like. I mean, I guess we all saw that, like, the quality of games that was coming through there was pretty awful. Yeah, it was kind of like a mobile just... game store where the quality of games was very questionable. It worked for some things, I'd say. Especially yeah. early on, like, when yeah. people were doing it right. But yeah, what's the uh, Steam Direct? Is that what it's called? Yeah, not to be confused with Nintendo Direct. <laughs> and what's to do with that? People pay to be on it? Is that right? I believe so. I, I think yeah. the idea is that if people have to pay a little bit of money, they're less likely just to put bullshit on it. But they try to come up with a price that is low enough that it won't like discourage people. Yeah, so it it sounds like the developer uh, that wants to list their game, uh, if they haven't been working with Steam already, needs to pay a $100 fee, which is recoupable. Uh, after the game has made over $1,000, they actually get that back. So that's that's fine. And yeah. uh, when you pay that fee, you also like fill out some application stuff. They They do a little, I guess, background check on you, your organization, whatever. Uh, it sounds like they're they're just trying to pay more attention to who's submitting things and trying to weed out, I guess, the people that are trying to game the system and make things terrible. Well, we're always for that. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems it, like a good change, I think. Yeah, I would say. Oh, also, it sounds like uh, from the time they pay that fee and put in their application, uh, they still have to wait 30 days to uh, actually have their game listed. So you can't just real quick pay 100 bucks, pop a game up there. No more like Flappy Bird sort of bullshit of like, I just put this thing together. What's the thing that they're they're trying to combat these days? It's the asset flippers, where like somebody just goes to one of those sites where people make textures and basic 3D models, and they mm. buy a bunch of those for a couple of bucks and throw it yep. all in an engine in Unity and just go, there you go, done. I made a game. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that is happening a lot with uh, VR right now. Oh. Is you see a lot. It's slowed down like a, a little bit, but there's a lot of like. Um, you know, baby's first game, basically. <laughs> Good way to put it. Yeah. I was actually uh, pretty disappointed recently. There was a game on Steam that I had on my wish list, uh, Starfighter Origins, and I, I wanted to check that out because they described it as being like the old X-Wing and Wing Commander games. Like it was supposed to have taken notes from those and be like a, a flight space flight sim like that. Uh, and in reading the reviews, all of the users are saying that it's basically an asset flip game they went and got some spaceship models some textures kind of threw it all together and it's it's okay so i that made me hold off on purchasing that it sounds like it's kind of a a low effort uh kind of title so i was disappointed by that if this is gonna combat things like that i mean 
that should be good. That should be good for the quality of games coming in. What was the the headline last year or earlier in the year about how many like how much of Steam's library like came out in the past year? Like wasn't it like ninety? Yeah, something it was insane. a huge amount. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it's kind of designed to curb that a bit. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, like, a lot of very good stuff has come to Steam, and, like, a lot of old stuff that I greatly love and has been, like, lost to time has also come to Steam. Uh, more so to GOG, of course, but... Yeah, I don't know. There's... There's some hope that quality will go up, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. So the uh, co-founder of Arcane Studios left the company after 18 years. Uh, Rafael Colantonio. Um, and Arcane Studios, they did uh, Dishonored Games, Prey most recently, Bioshock 2. Say when you said that the name sounded familiar, but yeah, um, it sounds like he left on good terms. Uh, uh, just wanted to focus on other things, and I know he said he hasn't been on a vacation in eighteen years, Jeez. so he just wants to like spend time with his family and focus on other things. It didn't seem like a a bad breakup or anything. I don't know, I feel- 18, 18 years later, you walk in the door like your family's gone. <laughs> like they've all moved on. <laughs> We've been at Disney World this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that was kind of sad to see, but I'm glad it doesn't mean too much for the the studio itself. I think they'll keep uh, making good games. Cool. And so I added this... uh, early xbox one x benchmarks i don't know if you guys got to read it it was pretty lengthy no um, i did not no yeah I, I glossed over it more teraflops you know because you guys like those a lot you all, the have all the teraflops it was basically saying that it's going to be like the fastest uh, or whatever console when it releases which makes sense because it would be the latest console released <laughs> so i kind of hope that it would be well, most powerful. You know, <coughs> they're it's not the most Nintendo, powerful console so. ever. And I witnessed that. I have a shirt to prove that I witnessed it. <laughs> <laughs> they did have some uh, some actual benchmarks, but they couldn't talk about the specific titles. So it's like open world adventure game, sports racing game. And and people kind of <sighs> guess like, okay, that's Forza, this other right. one's Gears of War, you know, whatever. Yeah, they had weird targets. So, like, some of them were like 900p, 30 FPS, or other ones that actually was trying to shoot for like 1080. Uh, 900p. That, that sounds like maybe they're taking a existing game, yeah, its current, like it, you know, in its current engine, and just seeing how it performs better. Because they're they're supposedly supposed to perform better to better to the spec they were designed for, uh, just running on this hardware. So if it was supposed to be 900p hitting 30 frames a second, if it wasn't quite or if it was struggling in places before, now it should get closer to that. And then if the dev wants to patch and support for... Yeah, they you know, could get 4K updates yeah, later. Right. But that's all on the dev. Yeah. No, I didn't get to look through any of these uh, benchmarks. I just assume they're all better what than... What they should be? Yeah. They're, yeah at they're least it was bad news. The current Xbox, so... So maybe John will be happy about that. Arc Developer Studio Wildcard likens Xbox One X to a PC running a GTX 1070 with 16 gigs of RAM. That is what I have. All right, I've already got one. I don't need to buy it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting on one right now. Yeah, and most of the games that I think most people want to play are coming to PC. So people like us that have PCs, we're not the market for this. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, that's fine. There is a market. It's just it's it's not existing PC gamers. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's the same every time a console comes out, PC gamers yep. scoff at it. They're they're always going to and I mean, whatever, but there is a market for this. It's console gamers who want to have more powerful console. 
I'm happy about them trying to make more of their games, you know, PC compatible as well. Mm, yep. I like that push. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Player Unknown Battlegrounds has a new map. Ooh. It is desert like. I'm sure that's really fascinating to everybody. <laughs> I'm excited, but I mean, there's one map now, so two maps. That's, that's double the maps. maps. Yeah. What do you, is there anything that they have on the current map that you you're hoping like they avoid on the new map or something you want to see more of? Not really. I guess no. just new areas and because there's I'm I'm so used to the current map, mm-hmm. so we shoot for very specific areas when we play because we know them well or we know they mm-hmm. have a lot of loot. So just new stuff really. I'd be excited for. People well, haven't quite learned how to like exploit a certain area like kind of as an equalizer in a way yeah for about a week yeah yeah right i i gotta say though with the current game like uh, weapon and item spawns are random so there is no such thing as like a really good spot because you could have a spot that is normally really good and it has like just pistol modifications in it or something like no guns no backpacks no nothing Mm. and then you're just fucked so, what is random, but there's certain areas that have a higher like yeah. loot pool or whatever you want to call it. So like the military base obviously has a lot more guns and better right. quality guns. Do you think this game would benefit from just random like map terrain generation? Like you've got mm. you've got specific theme, like you know, this western theme or whatever, but it randomly lays out the terrain, randomly places the houses randomly puts obstacles, randomly puts vehicles, and then randomly puts all the the gear and the guns. Well, it does do randomly th- put the gear and, like, vehicles. Right. For the most part. There's some, like, I think, guaranteed vehicle spots. But do you but think I, having I think that would be interesting. Is better. Yeah. I, I think, you know, randomizing it would be interesting, but, yeah, I don't know if from a competitive standpoint they would want to do that or just, a, like, based on the engine, like, trying to generate that size map. At the beginning, right. it's it's probably a little intensive. Sit on the the loading screen for a good half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was pretty much all our news. Yeah, yeah that's it. everything's we're quiet after E three. Uh, yeah, we're hitting the lull before uh, I guess holiday season at the end end of summer. Yeah, I think it's gonna open for the rest of the summer. Catch up on your games. Yeah, right. Sit, do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we've been Bottle Fuchsia. You can find all our content at bottlefuchsia.com, streams at twitch.tv slash bottlefuchsia, and mixer.com slash bottlefuchsia, videos and archive streams at youtube.com slash bottlefuchsia, Facebook and Twitter at bottlefuchsia. Talk to you guys in two weeks. Woo! See ya. See ya. Bye.